This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 48 of Did You Know? This is Andrew McCauley, and this is the show that we talk about of all the things that have happened online, offline, well, mainly online, but then again, sometimes online doesn't work for a few hours <laughs> during the week, which we'll talk about. You can hear Will Hankey having a bit of a chuckle in the background. Hey, Will. <laughs> Hey Andrew, how are you today? I am good. I'm glad we are online because otherwise if we weren't online, we actually couldn't record this show anyway. So thank you to Amazon for being around today. That's beautiful. Beautiful work. How's your week been? It's been good other than Tuesday when there was basically nothing to do for a couple hours. Yeah, I know. I uh, I was with a client or a potential client who is a client now and uh, he's like, yeah, here's my website. I want you to give me some feedback. And I'm like, dude, it's not working. Yeah. Your website sucks. And he goes, oh, it's never done this before. I'm going to get rid of that hosting company. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I didn't know about the Amazon disaster that was happening at the time. And uh, when I got back, I heard messages from you saying, what's going on? The internet's down. The internet's down. I'm like, wow. Um, so what happened? Give us a rundown of what happened there. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, uh, so what happened was uh, Amazon AWS went down, and that's uh, Amazon Web Services. And surprisingly, that that service from Amazon runs a lot of websites that we uh, didn't realize they ran until Tuesday when it went down. Do you know, I since found out um, that Amazon Web Services have about 31% of the market of the cloud, the uh, cloud network. So you're right, wow. a lot, nearly a third of the internet runs through the cloud um, devices or the cloud storage uh, platforms of Amazon, which is phenomenal, which means a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of traffic that was having problems on Tuesday. Yeah, I have one client who uses a service called Channel Advisor, which is a, a system that helps them put their e-commerce products to all these different, you know, Amazon and eBay and, and Walmart and all these. But anyway, that service must be using AWS for their images because all their images were broken across oh, all the e-commerce channels. Right. And it, it was so confusing because I didn't realize AWS was down yet. And I'm thinking, why is everything working except for the images? What have I done? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you probably spent hours trying to find out and rectify the problem. Right. And they're pointing the finger at you saying, what have you done? You're my web guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it turns yeah. out that everyone, you know, people are saying, oh, it's been hacked or it's, there's, there's all sorts of uh, uh, gremlins in it. But it turns out that it was a human error, uh, misspelling of some particular function that he had to do and it took down everything and it took him hours to fix it up again so i'm not sure if that guy is now pushing the donuts in the cafeteria uh-huh. or, uh, or he's still working there but uh al what a mistake to make yeah it took down some pretty big sites i know slack was having trouble trello um soundcloud was having yeah. some issues so so there's a lot of bigger sites that are using at least portions of aws for their for in order to function yeah I don't, I don't think um, it'll affect their business too much. I mean, it's a pretty rare instance that happened. And yeah. uh, I don't think there's too many people that are, you know, jumping in up, up the back. We don't like losing our internet, but, uh, you know, modern day problems, eh? 
the biggest problem that I think from all of this was the fact that our our 47 episodes of our podcasts are housed up there as well. And, you know, the millions that were trying to download those couldn't for those couple hours. I know. I had phone calls. Not, not emails. <laughs> emails weren't working. But I had phone calls saying, what's going on with the podcast? Which want to take notes. It's not working. And uh, and then I woke up from my dream and went to work. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was the internet. So when it did come back up, we had a few things that happened this week. We did. I think the other big news article that came out this week was the fact that DMOZ is closing. And DMOZ is the open directory project or one of the original directories, one of the original internet directories, I guess you could call it, that is uh, human edited. And, uh, you know, back in the day, I mean, it, this is this, this website is probably coming up on 20 years old, maybe even more. Uh, but, you know, you used to submit your site to there and somebody would actually come visit your site and make sure it was a real legitimate website and then they'd add it to the directory. Um, you know, it was around prior to when Yahoo was a directory, prior to Yahoo being a search engine per se. Um, but uh, anyway, after all those years, they are now closing down. Why are they closing down? Um, you know what? I didn't read into why. The Years ago with SEO, DMOZ used to be one thing that we always tried to get businesses into, but I probably haven't visited that site in the last, I'd say, four or five years Right. Um, because Google has devalued uh, directories so much that even though this one is human edited and that's something that Google thinks about when they're trying to determine the value of that link – um, it's just become so much, it's so watered down that it hasn't been worth the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's probably played into it. Plus the fact that it's all human edited. Um, they are hoping that people, you know, different mods come in and approve different things. And I've also heard of years ago, uh, mods that were basically saying we can only list you if you pay us, you know, so for a hundred bucks, all of a sudden your link will show up. Uh, so I'm sure they were battling uh, an uphill battle on several fronts. I can hear some mods calling you right now on your cell phone saying, hey, 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 why don't you come and list with me? Last yep, chance, last ditch effort. <laughs> Now's the time. Now's the time. We've got a fire sale going on. Closing down sale. Come and list with us. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Demos. We don't need to know you anymore. Things have moved on, I guess. So uh, it's the, ba the way the big bad Google is making things, right? There's no, there's no need so. for it. Yeah, yeah. Google and Facebook are, are are the digital Walmarts of our generation, I guess. You know, I think they're more than Walmarts, to be honest with you. I think they're more of a uh, big brother policing, especially Google. The more and more I see about what's going on, the more they have control over how our businesses appear. You know, yeah. and if you don't bend over to them... You're at their mercy because that's what the consumer is using still. It's still the number one search engine. It will be for a while. Um, if you don't do what they want, then you are in trouble. Yeah. And you, uh, offline, we were talking about uh, local results and how they've changed that with um, proximity type searches and yeah. depending on what, what device you're on. And um, instead of getting the best plumber, in St. Louis, you're going to get the closest plumber in St. Louis, and maybe that's not what you want. Yeah, right. So um, just so for people that are listening, or those millions that are listening right now and taking notes, you know, <coughs> excuse me, if, they, um, if you're doing a search 
and uh, the geolocation of your phone or your computer at home um, list if you're looking for a plumber and it will list the closest plumber to you not the uh, not the one that's the best or the one that has the best SEO right so exactly so <laughs> and some of them in this some of these cases some of these um, places don't even have websites. Yeah. But but you know if you're looking for the best pizza, the best plumber, the best, you're not going to get that. You're going to get the closest. So, um, you know what's the lesson there? You know it's going to be a challenge for local SEOs to to uh, be able to make an impact as well. Right, and it's you know as we said, it's different on devices. It depends on what device you're using. Um, my uh, internet service provider at home is actually the IP address is about 25 miles from me. So when I do result, when I do searches on a desktop at home, I get results that are 25 miles away. You know, I'm not even getting the local, local, local stuff. Yeah, right. So anyway, there's just there's just a couple of things that are happening, and um, you know, it's just one of those things you've got to either you can argue with and and uh, jump up and down. But at the end of the day, average Joe who's using that service is still using it to find you. And if you're not going to be on it, then you're not going to be found by average Joe. So there are problems. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple other Google things. I guess we'll just jump into those. Um, AMP uh, has a couple bugs in it. And AMP is the accelerated mobile project uh, where they're basically stripping down your page and showing a mobile version of your page to some visitors Right. Um, there are there are some crazy things going on in analytics now, where that visitor could actually be reported up to you know uh, as p- maybe four different visitors at the same time. No way, really. Uh, I didn't know that. It, if that person is reading an AMP uh, article and they click on something and then it takes them over to the real site, then it's treated as a brand new user, which oh. is cranking up your bounce rates. You know, so you're getting kind of false readings as far as that goes but it actually Uh, lowers your bounce rate so you wouldn't have a bounce rate no Um, well yeah it would be higher because somebody's reading one article and then bouncing basically off the site a new person is coming onto the site even though it's the same person they're treating it as two separate entities oh okay interesting because normally when i've and i've had this experience before when you've had an instance let's say an instance of two Google Analytics codes inside your website. It treats one person as two visits. So you think yes. you're getting a good turn up, but the bounce rate is zero because um, that person, for whatever reason, it doesn't register as a bounce rate. It registers as a zero bounce. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a different issue. Um, in this case, it's also going to cause your page views to be lower. Right. You know, because it, it's... Yeah, there's two different sessions yeah, almost going yeah. on. Yeah, wow. It's, so have they have Google um, come out and said that they're fixing it, or or what's the what's the deal with that right now? Uh, Google's technical lead has confirmed the problems and that they have no easy solution, according to tweets today. Wow, that's excellent. Thank you, Google. <laughs> it's like that Russian spam or that that Donald Trump spam that we saw in December that was just in the. Uh, was oh, yeah. The, is it a, the, the country spam? It was and, in the uh, language results. Language spam, yeah. It's like, wow, what are you going to do about this, Google? And they didn't do anything about it for weeks. No. Yeah, it was wow. a mess. All right. That's interesting. So uh, huh. keep an eye on your Google Analytics for that. Yeah. Another thing that Google's doing is uh, late last week, they emailed 
uh, everybody that was using their custom search engine, uh, which is also called Google Site Search. So um, I have a couple of clients that are on Magento as an e-commerce platform, and the Magento search feature is notoriously just horrible. It, mm-hmm. The results are just terrible. So uh, several of those clients have used the Google custom search engine. So basically, if I go to your site and search for a blue widget on this on a Magento type site, the results that came back would be still in your website, but it would be an actual Google search of your site for that particular phrase. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it worked. It worked pretty well. It didn't work so well when you had a new product because you know the search engines wouldn't pick it up for a couple of days or whatever. Right, but right. that that was minor. Um, so they're going to phase that out now. Uh, so some of these, I've actually got a couple emails from clients that are on that that Magento system. Saying, what are we going to do? You know, we, we got to figure something out. So, uh, is there any easy, has, is there any any easy solution for anyone that's using uh, the old Google site search? Um, you're going to have to look at your platform and start looking at some different plugins and what's available. Who's written some really good search plugins? And you know, for Magento, there are some really good ones out there, but they're not cheap. I think mm-hmm. the Google custom search engine. Uh, well, it was free if you didn't mind it having some ads, but typically those ads were for your competitors. Or you could pay a hundred dollars for ten thousand results, I think, and you know, kind of filter those out. So yeah. um, some of these plugins are two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars wow. a year for a yeah. license. So it's definitely going to cost you more now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure there'll be some opportunities for people to make some good plugins in the marketplace coming up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, Google. Are we anything else on Google there? No, that's it for for the week, at least. Wow. All right. What about Facebook? What's going on in Facebook land? Um, Facebook is uh, adding some a new feature with with the videos. So a couple of weeks ago, they added a feature where the auto the sound started auto playing right as soon as you're scrolling. Yes. Um, I think that's now you said they're fading the sound out. Yeah, fading in and out as you scroll past it. So as you scroll down to it, if you're scrolling through your news feed, the sound pops up and you can start hearing it. And as you scroll, keep going down, it doesn't keep going. It sort of fades out, so it disappears, which is good. Um, But there's a couple of other things they're doing as well. One of them is um, they are uh, giving us the ability to have picture-in-picture view too. So you can... I think YouTube, YouTube have been doing this for a little while, but um, minimize yeah. the video so you can still watch the video but scroll through your feed at the same time because, you know, we don't have enough things to do. We need to be able <laughs> to do two things at once on our Facebook feed. They're giving us that option now too, which is pretty cool. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be well-received. I think that's... Uh, oh, I think it's good. I like it too. And from an advertising standpoint too, maybe people pay a little bit more attention to something that maybe they were kind of interested in watching the video, but they didn't want to sit and wait for their yes. feed. Yes. You know, now they can do both. So that might actually work out well from a marketing standpoint. I think it's a good idea. I like it. And I like to see how those, those, those go. Um, you know what? I, I think for, for the video producer, I think the time on video uh, time will increase for sure because yeah. people are now like, you know, I can bear to listen to it. I just don't want to take up my entire attention on your video, but I'm, I'm happy to listen through it and keep my eye on it, but flick through it to see what else I've got going on in my feed too. Yeah. See if I, like I can it. find something more interesting than you. Until then, you're it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, so that's Facebook. Um, yeah, with the video changes, that's going to be pretty cool. I like that. They're, they're happening now. So check out your Facebook feed. Um, I dare say that's on mobile, not on the desktop feed though. 
Right. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Um, they've also added some new city guides. So they're, uh, they've decided to take on companies like TripAdvisor, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Once again, only on iOS and Android uh, devices and not for all users yet, yep. but they, um, they're coming up with a list of local attractions, events, restaurants. So basically when you're on vacation or something now, they can kind of direct where you're going to go when you're there. And in addition to that, they're also going to be letting you know which friends have been there, who the, who was there, which friends were there, um, whether they liked it and if they left any comments and stuff too. So you can really start to see how this, you know, this whole um, review business of your of your business, leaving people leaving reviews is going to be very, very important. You know, it already is. Uh, this is just another nail in the coffin to say, make sure you're getting reviews for your business as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. I also like the find Wi-Fi option, which is kind of cool when you're not in a city that you're familiar with. Uh, they yes. can help you find local Wi-Fi spots. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. Um, anything else on Facebook there? Um, let's see. I thought we had a – oh, um, you know what? They came out with some new suicide prevention tools, uh-huh. uh, which is always good. Last week we talked a lot about uh, some of the other platforms that were coming out with anti-bullying type stuff. Uh, you know, being able to moderate comments, that kind of thing. So um, good to see uh, them using their powers for good every once in a while. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> good, good. What else we got? I guess while we're on Facebook, we'll do Instagram. Um, now all businesses can run ads in their stories. So I think that was just a limited feature before. Yep. Uh, but now it's just opened up to, to all of them, which is good because – you know, I'm a huge Instagram user, and uh, uh, now I can add this to my repertoire. Yeah, there you go. You sure can add it in there, and let's see how it works. What about Periscope? What's going on with Periscope land? Still there? Still there? Is it still there? <laughs> it's still kicking. I don't know how they're how they're keeping going, but uh, well, you know, they are owned by Twitter, and for some reason, Twitter keeps going too. <laughs> I, you know, I watched the Periscope last night. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, I was trying to find the best Periscope I could possibly find at the time. It was terrible. I wasn't getting much results. Huh. Uh, but anyway, you were watch. You were watching a concert last week on Periscope too. It was great. You know, it was also. I found out later it was also being um, streamed to Facebook at the same time. There was fifty thousand people uh, watching the Foo Fighters come back, uh, back together. Well, not back together. They haven't played for a year and a bit, and uh, they're in a pub in London, and. Uh, it was pretty awesome. They did a good job. Uh, the video quality was excellent. They obviously knew they were going to do it. They had uh, the same video being fed into Facebook and Periscope slash uh-huh. Twitter. Um, they had multiple angles. So I'm guessing they were running Wirecast or something like that so that uh, they had different um, angles of, this, of the uh, of the band and the crowd and that sort of stuff too. So it was a very, very high quality um, live feed. I thought it was great. Obviously, they didn't respond to people and talking to people, but um, but just the quality and the uh, the video quality was excellent, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and you know, even for um, the average business owner that that you know wants to set something up where there's multiple feeds and stuff, I I don't think it's very expensive to kind of put that that almost like a TV show together. Less than, really. than five hundred bucks for the system for Wirecast. Yeah. 
Um, and you can do multiple things like um, multiple angles, uh, different cameras. You can have split screen. You can have people all over the place, uh, meaning that you can have someone in LA, someone in New York, you know, wherever you want them to be. You can have uh, graphics on the pages. You can make it really, really stand out. If you ever want to see someone doing it really well, I think, think Frank Kern does a really good job. Uh, Frank Kern does his Facebook Live stuff and he has all sorts of graphics and stuff. He uses Wirecast to do it all. Um, and uh, good job, you know, and it's not expensive. As I said, 500 bucks will get you a, uh, a system to plug it in and uh, you can go from there. Love it. I, th- I think it's terrific. The, the quality that you can put out for not a lot of money anymore. Yeah, and you can look, you can see our Wirecast affiliate link in the show notes below. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wish, now we're going to go get one. Okay. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Twitter. While we're on Twitter, what else we got going on in the Twitter world? Yeah, um, Twitter's added some new filters to help mute some content and notifications, uh, which is great. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm always, I, I've just got so many people trying to track me down on the Twitter. On the Twitter, uh, I know. Yeah. But you know, you know what helps um, with that, actually, if you log on and look at it, that oh. will help you answer those questions. If you don't log <laughs> on, it's, it's pointless. Just, just an FYI. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so they have added some new filters, some different things to help mute, mute some content that maybe you don't want to see or maybe you're tired of seeing. Uh, and boy, it'd be nice if Facebook would come out with something similar to that. Yeah, really. Um, get rid of some of these political type things that, you know, it's just cluttering up the feeds. But anyway, um, and then they've also added a custom feature to aid messaging. Yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, so, so. In the direct messaging, so what they're doing, um, I think T-Mobile is the first one to roll it out. But what they're trying to do is get people back into direct messaging um, so that, because most of the time direct messaging, and you probably wouldn't know this if you're not on Twitter too much, but most of the direct messaging is just either robots answering, oh, thanks for following, following me on right. Facebook or whatever. Um, <clears throat> it's very rare that you get someone who actually types in a message to your direct message and very rare that you actually get someone who actually reads that message and responds back to you. Um, so they are trying to overcome the stigma of direct messaging is just a waste of time. To be honest, if, the, if, if I was Twitter, I would cancel direct messaging, get rid of it for a, a week or a month, and then bring it back with a new name and a new look and say, here it is, it's called Messages or something like that, where... Um, it's people talking to people like like Facebook Messenger is. You know, Facebook Messenger is not auto auto messaging. Um, I would take the ability for auto messages to be uh, allowed in the messaging app in the messaging side of it, just so that they need a fresh start from because no one's talking to anybody directly with that app. So yeah. what they're trying to do is, um, without getting rid of it, they're trying to make it look as if uh, it is personable. You can reach out to customer service because sometimes you don't want to reach out to a customer service agent in front of the rest of the world and show them that you're talking to them because maybe it's just a personal thing you want to talk to them about. Um, right. And I, I think that's a good idea because sometimes, you know, you, you want to get some customer service from somebody on Twitter. You don't want to drag your dirty laundry through the entire Twitterverse. Uh, maybe you just want to tell them, the company, hey, I've got a problem and I want you to fix it on the side and we don't have to go public. Um, but right now, it's not happening because no one looks at their direct messages. Yeah, that's interesting because Messenger is starting to go that same route with all the bots and different automation type things. Yeah. You know, make, 
maybe messengers so far down that they're not worried about that happening but yeah i, I think the the uh stigma around messenger facebook messenger is not as bad as what it is around twitter messenger so people are used to it actually having messages in there from real people who have typed them in you can't automate a response like if i go and follow someone on facebook um, they have to manually accept me before we, we can become friends. Whereas right. on Twitter, I can just follow a bunch of people, whoever I want. And then that or, there's some systems out there that automate that that response to say, oh, you followed me on Twitter. Thanks. Well, why don't you go and join me on my Snapchat channel? Well, I'm not on Snapchat. I just joined you on Twitter. Why would I want to follow you on Snapchat sort of thing? Right. Um, yeah. So I think that the two systems are completely uh, operationally different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, anyway, we'll see what happens. Well, interesting nonetheless. I, yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We always have this conversation about how long is Twitter going to last and it just keeps going. <laughs> I know, I know. I hope it doesn't die because I still like it most <laughs> right now. <laughs> I still use it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're at episode 48. Let's see if we get to 100 and yep. Twitter's still ticking. <laughs> otherwise right. and if it dies in the meantime we're going down to 15 minute episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh one other piece of news and this probably should have been tied to google but um youtube is topped 1 billion hours of video a day so oh, no, i've been up all night uh, trying to catch up on my billion hours today but i'm just not gonna make it yeah i uh you know what i i get on on the youtube uh, sometimes from my Xbox when I'm when I'm just kind of passing the time and there's nothing to do and I didn't realize they had a live channel on there. That's kind of cool to see what uh, people are using YouTube live to still do. I, I didn't yeah. realize that was kind of still is around. That the, is that the gaming? They, they've got their own gaming app now too, where you can watch people just play games, uh, different games and stuff, which I come across last week. But I tell you what, I've I've watched more YouTube in the last couple of months because. I've been doing some uh, home renovation stuff and uh, you get to a problem where, geez, I don't know how to fix this. Of course, YouTube is the savior. There are people out there who will teach you anything and everything. And I'm like, I love this stuff. I mean, I never thought of that. And then I've learned how to use tools I've never seen before and suddenly wanted to go and buy because it was the most urgent thing I ever needed. And, uh, (laughs) you know, YouTube is is great for that. So um, my kids watch YouTube ad nauseum i can tell you they just watch it all day they could watch it all i had to take the app off my tv just just to get them to pay attention <laughs> yeah i've got a uh 18 and 19 year old that are no different they're they're on there quite a bit so uh it's not going to stop for you andrew I, I think you know what i think the fact is that you have got unlimited amount of stuff you can watch and it's not polished it's not uh commercially commercially driven you know like these ads and oh you get there's an ad break every eight minutes or 12 minutes it's like hey stuff that from real people that are doing real stuff and it's stuff that i could do too and i think that's why that's the that's the attraction of it is that it's real you know it's real it's real it's it's reality tv i guess it is yeah and uh i think yeah it's not polished it's uh i think that's the big issue too yeah it's yeah very good um, you know, the only other thing we have is uh, we did come across a February 2017 roundup of social media news. Um, I, I think we should probably stick that in the show notes as well. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, check that out. So that's a, a good summary of what happened on there. I think we covered most of those things. There may be a couple of other things that we didn't cover on there, but definitely check that out. Yep. 
Very good. All right. Where can people find all these show notes, Will? As always, they can go to redcanoemedia.com slash digino, and that's D-I-G-I-K-N-O-W. K-N-O-W. And if you have a spare five stars in your pocket, we'd love you to chuck them in our review. Uh, yes. You can find us on iTunes or wherever else you find good, great podcasts worth millions of downloads. That's where we are, hanging out, just yeah. waiting for our downloads to happen and our reviews. So uh, get out, <laughs> go on and do that and uh, love to be able to... Uh, Thank you for those reviews too. Um, Will, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, another another successful week of, of news. Uh, down the drain. Down the drain. All right, everybody, <laughs> take care. We'll see you on the next edition, which is number 49 of DigiNo. Thanks for joining us on the DigiNo podcast. Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.